1: Welcome back to Roto Grinders. Of course, this is the morning grind. Of course, I'm not Stevie. I'm Dean. I'm still filling in here for Stevie. Of course, Stevie is still knocking out his NASCAR content. If you guys want to hit that up, of course, uh, you know where to find it here on rotogrinders.com. I know previously we talked about some golf. We talked about some MMA. Today, we're going back to our DFS personality showcase. And I got to tell you, we're bringing somebody in who I don't know. I just learned of his existence. And part of that reason is because he to my knowledge is not on Twitter we'll talk about it in a second uh, new hire here at rotor grinders let's get to know Keith Eister what's going on Keith Not much how are you doing Dean I'm doing well I'm doing well and I have some we'll talk about Twitter and I, I'm gonna I am i do not know where this is gonna go because I I mean I don't mean this be an insulting I know nothing about you I'm gonna learn about you with the, with the audience because uh, I'm, I like to do research I like to re- prepare for these interviews and a lot of times it's people that I know and I kind of like just kind of stories I can kind of needle out of them and know get more details or i go on their twitter and i'll find you know a variety of topics to kind of hit on and i could not find your twitter are you twitter dark do you have you never been i think you just have one uh as of this week and i don't believe you've had it have you broke your twitter cherry
2: have you uh, tweeted just yet or now so i i have been on twitter previously but i've never <laughs> tweeted <laughs> um <laughs> I, I had an account and um I, I used it for informational purposes only, obviously. In the, in the DFS space, I, f- I follow everybody on Twitter or find tons of information on Twitter, uh, have never tweeted or been active on Twitter.
1: Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll talk about that soon enough. We're gonna table that in a second. But let's tell the people, like, why are you working, working at Rotor Grinders? Let's set up your, your uh, current resume. As of right now, your screen name is eyes819. That's E-Y-S. I assume that's a playoff your last name. Uh, your overall Rotor Grinders ranking, you're currently 56th out of over 47,000 people. You're fourth in the middleweight ranking division. That's basically what your average buy-in happens to be. For this month, you are fourth out of over 3,000 people. You are crushing the NASCAR streets. You're crushing the MMA streets and the, the KBO as well, too. I was pulling up your RG uh, rankings and you know your, your recent activity. Uh, you're you're loving it. All these fringe sports, as far as I can tell, you keep firing away at NASCAR and MMA, and the, you're up. Uh, I don't know if you're up late, if you're up early, as far as KBO, but I, I guess you're enjoying DFS right now.
2: Just trying to get in as much action as I can. Um, obviously, with the big sports down, got to take what you can find. Uh, yeah, I found a lot of success at KBO and NASCAR and MMA. Uh, really enjoying it. Are you consider? do you consider yourself an expert in those sports or you're like, you're using content, you're using spreadsheets
1: and you're just like <laughs> kind of like putting stuff together and building lineups that way? I
2: I, I knew the KBO existed, but I had never <laughs> seen a game or I couldn't even have tell, told you a team name before this year. Uh, NASCAR, <laughs> I've actually been playing for for about three years, uh, follow Stevie's stuff all the time. He, he's excellent. So, oh, all my success to him. Um, and MMA, I just found Brett, BB bomb uh, he, he's phenomenal and he's, he's really helped me as I've started to delve into it. Look at, you're on the river brand man. You're shouting out all the RG guys. <laughs> no, nobody prompted you to say that to my knowledge. They, they did not. That's, that's the truth. That's, that's where <laughs> I find my information.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, are you staying up late with your KBO lineups or you're waking up early or you're kind of like, just like waking up for an hour and going back to sleep? How's that working as far as building lineups that, well, I guess I should ask, where, where are you
2: at? Where are you currently located as far as uh, what time zone? Uh, currently in Norman, Oklahoma, so so Central Time Zone.
1: Okay, so it's at like four thirty in the morning typically, three thirty in the morning typically. Four thirty, yep. So how's yeah. this working so, out? How are we making our cameo lineups?
2: I'm very much a night owl, so I just I just stay up and power through, um, <laughs> and then sometimes I stay up and sweat the games. Not usually. I mean, I'll watch the first couple innings and then usually taper off. But uh, it's 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 nice to wake up to those screenshots sometimes around noon or whenever I I crawl out of bed.
1: I'm I'm uh, scrolling through right now. What's your biggest KBO win? Have you taken one down just yet as far as a...
2: I, I did take down the big DK, I believe it was the third day of the season. Yeah. Uh, that was a $25,000 win. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's the 444
1: uh, buy-in or that's like the standard like 12 or what?
2: That was a standard 12.
1: Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, good times. And yeah, building uh, building lineups, are, are you somebody that makes uh, as far as your content or as far as how you attack a, a slate? So are you somebody that makes 150? Are you somebody that like makes five or 10 and you hand build them, that kind of thing, or it depends upon the slate? Uh,
2: it depends upon the slate. With KBO, um, I'm generally making around 50 lineups, um, just not a big enough prize pool to go 150 for me. Um, so I, I, I generally taper it to the to the prize pool. All right. So
1: when I don't want to say real sports come back, that's kind of insulting to these other sports. But when like the the main sports come back, do you you know what you're going to be focusing on from a content perspective? Uh,
0: I
2: I believe that's still to be determined. Um, I've had the most success in MLB and NFL to date. Um, So I would consider those those my two strongest sports. Yeah. Uh,
1: and hopefully MLB comes back because, well, Hey, we're, we're recording this, uh, Monday afternoon and I believe this is going to go up on Friday. So maybe sometime between Monday and Friday, you want to make a bold prediction is baseball going to be back by the time that people hear this podcast.
2: Oh man. It's, it's really (laughs) ridiculous that they haven't come to an agreement yet. Um, I I don't know that I have a prediction on either side right now. It, it, it seems easy. Like they should just meet in the middle and, and let's play ball. Um, it seems like the, the players are at, at 114 at 114 games at full prorated and the owners are, are at 50 at full prorated. So <laughs> let's just meet in the middle on that at full prorated and go play ball. I mean, uh,
1: well, you know, easier to set them I suppose that's, that's how that works. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Obviously there's a lot more going on behind the scenes, but.
1: Uh, scrolling through your RG profile. Uh, well, Let's let's ask this because I'm seeing like your biggest victories have been it looks like in the last couple of years like the last two seasons have you been how long have you been playing dfs4 uh
2: late 2016 was my my first delve into into it um go ahead well, yeah yeah is this uh
1: we, i'm trying i'm trying to gauge how uh how old you are oh so people are hearing the podcast you can be hearing it actually on the podcast feed but we're actually throwing this up on youtube as well so you know if uh if they were to guess i'm gonna guess you're like i think you're young i'm gonna say you're 25 am i way off
2: you're off 30 <laughs> keep going Am I getting warmer <laughs> you're warmer yeah I'm, th- I'm 34 you're sneaky old like me <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> okay so i was gonna say like maybe you were dabbling in this in college or something like that or grad school or something like that but uh all right uh 2016 you discovered uh, dfs from the commercials what, what's what i assume you came from or you tell me did you come from uh, the season-long
2: world uh, yeah i've played tons of season-long fantasy uh I, it was the commercials. I think that was about 2015 when the when the big commercial thing. I'm like, that's that looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I was in the middle of, of a of a budding career at that point, and and really didn't have the time or know exactly what it was to uh, dive into it. Um, after the whole lawsuit thing, the shutdown, I started reading a lot of articles on on what it was, and you know, just learning a lot about it. Um, and I was like, man, I, I, I think I really missed something here. I I could have, could have done well in this. Um, and then, then it started to come back a little bit. Uh, and I, as as it did, I I really paid attention to it and, um, was like, okay, you know, we're going to give this a shot. Um, I, I read, uh, Dueling with Kings, the book, and, and that's what really just sold me on, you know, this, this is absolutely something I would love, uh, so in, in 2016, I, I started to dive in and, and just my volume has just increased progressively since there. Um, yeah. When you first hear about it, like you, you say, you're not always really certain. Of, is this legal?
1: Is this something that like people are just doing this? This is a fun idea, but I don't know, if, like, uh, what's what's the catch? <laughs> it's, like, nah, it's Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 2016, you said you're in the middle of a budding career. What was your budding career?
2: Uh, I was in hotels. Um, so... <laughs> I got into hotels. I originally grew up in in Illinois, northern Illinois, um, about 100 miles west of Chicago. Um, attended Northern Illinois University. Um, and just, I started out as, as a front desk clerk at a hotel part-time while in college. Uh, as soon as I got out of college, you know, uh, career really took off. I was within, in management within six months. Uh, ended up moving from, from Illinois down to Dallas, Texas, to become a general manager of a hotel. Uh, one general manager of the year with my company in Dallas, and then uh, took a job in Norman, Oklahoma, where I'm where I'm still at as um, an area manager for three different hotels. Um, okay, so you're, you're going to be doing both. You're, you you uh, you play DFS, and now you're going to be doing content
1: as far as DFS, and you kept your job as far as working in hotels. Uh is there like this strange? I, you have any straight, what are the, what kind of weird things you see in a hotel? <laughs> you give me like a wacky story so, or random occurrences. Maybe a strange request. What do you have for me?
2: Oh man. Hotel <laughs> hotels is, is crazy. I, I actually am in a, no longer in hotels, but okay. I apologize. It, oh, that's all right. Um, as far as a crazy story, hmm. anything sort of combined?
1: That, no, just,
2: I, no, I don't have anything really off the top. Um, <laughs> the
1: day-to-day grind.
2: Yeah.
1: Not no worse. <laughs> you can't think of one where we're good. And now you're just full-time DFS player or you're just doing something else?
2: Yeah, so after I moved to Norman, um, I, I really was, you know, I was having success in hotels, but I wasn't passionate about it. Um, and and I was really starting to find my footing in, in DFS. Um, so in about mid-2018... Uh, that's, that's when I was starting to kind of move away from my hotel responsibilities and more into the DFS activities, um, actually around the beginning of 2018, mid 2018 is when I, when I decided to, uh, to kind of give that up and give the DFS thing a full time go and, uh, have been doing it since then full time and have, uh, found some good success here lately.
1: When you meet somebody and they ask you what you do, what, what, what's your
2: answer? That's always a tough conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you start? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, most people have heard of DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, I don't think that most people realize that, that, that it can be a career.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I kind of, I, I lead with that. With, have you heard of DraftKings? Um, and then it's, it's like, well, that, that's what I do. And yeah. Like, Wait, wait, full time? Like they don't realize.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you gamble for a living?
2: Yeah, basically.
1: That's that's a response you get to I've heard that one before as well. Um so 2016, how much were you just playing recreationally? You're just kind of having fun and just testing it out and seeing like what this is. And you've ramped up your volume since, obviously.
2: Yeah, correct. Um I didn't even play I didn't play baseball in 16. Uh, so f- football of sixteen, and even the ha- the back half of football in sixteen is really when I got started. So I was playing one hundred, two two hundred dollars on the weekend. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just getting into it. Did you get crushed uh, or get lucky? Um, I was having pretty good success right off the bat. Um, I, I remember my first big hit for sure uh, was Christmas Eve, uh, two thousand sixteen. Um, I had a a very low owned uh, Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson stack that went off and I took down a small tournament. Uh, I think it was about $10,000 win. Nice. Uh, And from there I I was hooked. I mean, I was like, okay, this is real. You can make real money doing this. (laughs) Uh, So then in 17, obviously I still had had the full-time job, which, which was a pretty taxing job. I mean, uh, I was working probably 50 plus hours a week and um still trying to do this on the side as baseball came in. I mean, baseball is probably my, my true passion, my true love. Uh, but a lot of times work would keep me past lock and all that. And it's just, so I'd, I'd be sitting there on my phone, trying to update my lineup at at 6 PM before I leave the office for the day. And it's just like, I could be doing so much better if I was from three to four, I could be researching what I want to do. And then when lineups come out, you know, I, I'm there and I can make my updates. And, and, you know, I th- I feel like I could have a lot more success doing this. If I was, was not sitting here at this job that I, that I really don't care much about. People are
1: calling, they're asking for towels. And you're like, give me a minute. Anthony Davis is just scratched. <laughs> Leave me alone. I got, I got to make my lineups. <laughs>
2: yeah. correct. Don't you
1: understand how important this is? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, no matter how much money you're making, and it sounds like you're, you were doing well, you had a great, you know, what general manager, I believe you said, uh, if you didn't have the passion to do it, like, you know, it's not worth it. That, that was basically the way you looked at it. And obviously, you have passion for DFS, and that that's probably a tough life choice to make, uh, valuing uh, just, you know, enjoyment of life uh, versus uh, money and that kind of thing. But, you know, I, it doesn't sound like you have any regrets, at least. Uh,
2: yeah, it was definitely a difficult decision. Um, as, as you said, just the financial stability was there. And at that point in my DFS career, I mean, I, I was making money every year, but but yeah definitely not what i was was making in my hotel career um so yeah it w- it was absolutely a tough decision but um i figured you, you know this is this is the time to do it if i'm going to try it the the good thing about hotels is once you know the business and once you're in the business you have so many contacts and a great network i you can go back so i knew that if i took a break and and it wasn't going to work out that that i would be able to go back and and manage another hotel um but yeah just decided to make the to take the risk and uh to really dive in and uh definitely definitely don't feel like I'm going to look back or and and I definitely don't have any regrets at this point. Did family members try to talk you out of it?
1: They it's like, "Hey, what about stability, man?" Or friends? Yeah,
2: I, at, at first I would say definitely. Um you know, they they understood how, how much I I was passionate about sports and I mean ever since I was a little kid, that's all I've been into. Uh and it's been just it's been what i'm all about for as long as they've known me and um so they understood why why i thought it might be a good idea why why i was interested in doing it but yeah definitely definite reservations about you know what if it doesn't work out or what if you lose money like how are you going to survive how are you going to live <laughs> pay the bills you know so yeah there there were those concerns but
1: keep the basement
2: available just
1: in case if things go the That's wrong That's right direction. yeah so tell me this, uh, you know, how uh, you're in the hotel business, you're in the hotel business, and you probably know it, you know, from the back, how do I get an upgrade? Like, what's the best way to go about if I'm checking into a hotel? Uh, give me a tip on how I like to get like an upgrade, upgrade to the suite, uh, get a jacuzzi, get a nice view, well, what's the move?
2: Well, if you have status, that helps. So <laughs> so if you're an elite rewards member, you're you're going to get that request honored more than, than if you're just some Joe off the street. What if I'm some Joe off the street? Do I have any shot? Just, just ask. Yeah. I mean, if it's available, a lot of times that, that, I mean, so the, the suites and things like that are often used as comp upgrades much more than they're sold at, at retail price. So yeah, just ask it. All they can do is say no. Yeah.
1: Worst case scenario. Is it insulting the offer money? Is that encouraged? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I'm> uh, <laughs> for, I know
1: in Vegas. That's like so I guess it depends upon where you're at. I suppose, right? But the, yeah.
2: So, uh, in the Dallas market, or the Norman, Oklahoma market, that's that's really not something I encountered. I, I was also in a, a more limited service hotel. So okay. our, our suites, they didn't have jacuzzis or anything like that.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah <laughs> so I'm I I grew up in like Courtyard Marriott. Um, I, I worked for Hyatt Place Hotels for a long time. So so smaller smaller hotels that our suites aren't aren't really that much it's not like a penthouse suite or anything like that i'll be traveling later in this week i'm just looking for tips that's it. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just this is my own selfish
1: reasons for asking that question i'm sure somebody can take it get something out of it as well uh so you had that one hit with darren rogers and jordy nelson i guess you had several more before you finally said uh hey uh this is gonna be my life going forward uh what did you have a big hit and like take us through that sweat like a, even bigger than the 10k
2: uh yeah, I mean, 17. I was basically just playing on the side, still trying to learn as much as I could about the industry. Um, even even in 18, I can't recall anything much more significant than than 10k. Um, the beginning of 18, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I took down a couple baseball tournaments in the summer of 18. Um, twenty thirty thousand dollar hits probably. Can't I don't I don't remember anything specific around the sweat or anything like that.
1: <laughs> you were busy working probably or maybe well maybe not 18 so much, but
2: yeah, obviously. I had I just quit. So just just getting started in it. But um yeah, the the first I'm trying to think when this was. This this would have been uh football last year, uh very first, week one. Uh I took a absolute horrible beat. Uh it was the Monday night slate the of week one. So two game slate. Oh, that's right. And uh, it was Oakland and Denver. And I can't remember who the other team was, yeah. but obviously a much higher Vegas projection, a much higher total. Um, but I was heavy on Oakland. And um, Jacobs was, a lot of people felt like he was overhyped and he wasn't going to do anything. And Denver obviously has a great defense. I believe the game was in Denver and playing in Denver early in the year is, is never looked got good upon. I had a very low owned Oakland stack. Um, it was car Carr, car uh, Jacobs. And I believe Waller. I didn't have Tyrell Williams. Um, and then I, I can't even remember who the, the other game was at this point. Um, but, on the, East coast, the uh, East coast, I would assume, but yeah, yeah. I don't recall. Uh, anyway, Oakland was, was winning the game and, and doing so handily. And, um, I was up at the top, uh, was leading for pretty much since the the Oakland Denver game was the second game of the night, obviously being on the West coast, um, was in first place from pretty much halftime of that game. And Oakland was up pretty big. Uh, and I'm winning the, I think it was a $15 tournament or whatever, uh, for 250 K up top from, from halftime Mm -hmm. through Fourth quarter and it's getting later. I'm like, all right, like we're we're getting there. The sweat starts to build. Um, are you are you looking at your phone? Are you somebody who looks at like the, at all times currently winning? Are you oh, yeah. to for NFL? At, yeah, app for NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sweating it constantly. Yeah. Uh, um. But it, anyway, I had Cortland Sutton on the other side of that Oakland stack, and he scores a very late fourth quarter touchdown. And I'm like, okay, this you know it's on ice. I think I have a four point lead at this point. <laughs> Uh and they're they're kicking the ball back to Oakland. I have Jacobs. We're gonna run out the clock. There's like a, a minute 30 seconds left or something like that. Denver does have all three timeouts. Uh up, but I'm like, all right, three handoffs to Jacobs, punt it away. We're good. <laughs> uh I get the first two handoffs. He doesn't get anything. It's third down. I'm like, all right, probably gonna hand it off to Jake It was it was third and four. So like it, it wasn't a very long third down. I'm like, all right, just hand it off and punt it you know, and then Denver can try to do what they will with the last 40 seconds or whatever. And um, on third down, they decide to go play action pass. or No, it was a screen pass actually. It was a screen pass to Tyrell Williams. Uh,
1: why receiver screen?
2: On th- third and three, and he, he picks up the fourth down, or the first down, uh, gains four yards, and in the process crosses the 100-yard bonus.
1: Uh, that's what I guess
2: <laughs> yeah. So he gets the point for the reception three for the bonus. And then he gained like six yards. So, so what did you tumble
1: I, to from 250 to what?
2: From 250 to 40 K.
1: Yeah. Which is like really good still, but you yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> you're still a little bitter about it. It's weird <laughs> yeah. to feel angry about winning 40 K. Like, Absolutely. That, an and I, know, I mean, I'm,
2: t- I'm texting my brother. I'm like, uh, I just won 40 K, but I should have won two fifty. So yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, brutal.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an odd set of emotions. And like, you know, world's smallest violin is playing for you for forty k But, you know, you, you sim it out 100 times and that last drive and yada, yada, yada. But uh, hey, you're on your way. Uh, how, how do you build lineups? Are, are you more of a contrarian guy? Are you more of a, a chalky guy? Uh, do you find uh, yourself leaning one way or the other? or It depends upon what games are being played?
2: Yeah, I think I tend to, just from a, like a personality standpoint, I tend to lean more chalky. Like I, I stand behind the math and I'm like, you know, this, this is too good of a play not to play. Uh, since I've been able to kind of step out from behind that, that's, that's when I've had more GPP success, obviously. Um, But yeah, just from an overall like mindset standpoint, I tend to be probably more chalky than I should be. And it's something that that really in the last year or two I, I've learned that, you know, to, to just get away from what you think is the best play sometimes and and really just step out on a ledge and say, you know, this could happen. And and, you know, put a percentage on that. And then whatever you think that percentage is, well, that's that's what percentage of my lineups I want with that that stack or that that player.
1: After winning something like 40K, do you have some kind of extravagant purchase or you're thinking just sort of like uh long-term and you're not splurging in anything necessarily.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, at, at that point it, it was, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do this for a living as a main source of income. So that that was kind of like, I'm, I need to try to, you know, make my salary what I made last year. So <laughs> let, let's put that, put that away for the side on the side and, and see what, what else we can do. Uh, fortunately later in that football season, I, I did end up with probably, I think it's my biggest hit. Yeah, definitely my biggest hit uh, of the what year. What was that? Tell me, in, me that. Uh, week five, um, it was the week that the, the Blitz Optimal absolutely went nuts. Oh, I remember um, that, yeah. I finished, like, I, I threw the Optimal in, in the Millimaker. I think it finished, like, 24th or something like that in the Millie Maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I did have a different lineup that ended up winning the slant uh, that day, the $9 slant. Uh, I believe it was for 100 k Uh, it was everybody on the world was on Watson and Fuller, I believe. And they went absolutely bananas. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a Dak to Amari stack that got there very late. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers or not, not Rogers, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, was the other side of that. He had four TDs. So, uh, yeah, Dak to Amari with Jones on the other side, uh, with four touchdowns. So. A uh, piece of advice
1: you'd give like 2020 you would tell 2016 you as far as like DFS in general. Something like you would have loved to know six years ago. Well, it's bad math. Four years Man. ago. <laughs> um, like, mean, something goofy you were doing that like you figured out like, hey, this is a terrible strategy.
2: Uh, stacking. I mean, I, 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 that's how new. I mean, just you have to correlate your lineups. 100%. Correlation is the way that will get you to the top of a tournament.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, just the way it's set up, uh, the, way, the way the scoring system set up and specific to football, specific to the baseball, not necessarily so much in basketball. Sometimes if the game goes to overtime, then it's good times. But I don't know. At least that's my perception. I don't think you have to stack in basketball, do you? Like it helps. No, I, like no, I. 40 total, but yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think
1: that. Uh You said you grew up 100 miles uh, outside of Illinois, I believe. Are you a Chicago fan, uh, like generally, or what? But what are your teams?
2: Outside of Chicago. So mid, midwest, northern Illinois um yeah definitely huge Cubs fan huge Bears fan Bulls fan absolutely
1: is that what I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing a hat with a C on it is that the Cubs or the Bears what I'm looking at
2: yeah that's a, that's a Cubs hat
1: there you go <laughs> uh, take <laughs> me to your favorite uh your favorite live uh live moment while watching I assume you go to the game sometimes uh favorite thing to watch First, live yep. any memory kind of stick stick in your head
2: um yeah actually it was at Bush Stadium um it was a grand slam very late in the game and the Cubs fans were rocking Bush. <laughs> um, I believe it was Michael Barrett that hit the home run. So this was probably oh, two thousand, two thousand 2006, 2007.
1: Michael Barrett for sure. <laughs> yeah. Can you confirm by the way, you've been to Bush stadium and of course uh, the Cubs and the Cardinals, big rivals. Can you confirm that those are in fact the greatest fans in the world in St. Louis? Oh man, seeing them live and in person like, watch, what do they do? It's so uh, great,
2: yeah. I, I didn't see what was so great about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> were they welcoming you? Were you wearing Cubs garb? Uh, of course, yeah, ducked out yeah. to the nines and Cubs, but uh, um, yeah, they're, they're not you know violent or or mean or anything like that, but yeah, best fans, no,
1: it's just funny that they <laughs> it's a weird thing to like, but they claim business.
2: that. Yeah, they just they, claim
1: to be the best friends in the world. I, I don't know who's like a uh, who say who's calling BS on it, but it's a sort of a it's a it's a weird thing to claim, and they they kind of latch on to. So even the Wrigley, I assume, right?
2: Yeah, hundreds of times. Yeah, oh,
1: where do you, where's the place you got to sit in the bleachers? Is that, is that the spot to go? Um,
2: yeah, I would say for if you're going one time, that's where I would say yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, it, it's it's a different atmosphere than I anywhere I've been in sports. Um, it's it's just a, a ton of fun. Um, how, how do you do seri- it up? Are
1: you supposed to go, like, a, was it Wrigleyville and, like, Kerry carries uh, that it's right around the stadium? you got to hit those places before the game. Like, I'm only going there one time. What's the plan? What do I do?
2: Yeah, I would I would definitely go early. I mean, you you have to be around the stadium and, and absorbing the whole neighborhood. It's it's just an incredible experience. Um, you know, I would I would start on Clark Street and just go up and down Clark Street to kind of pregame a little bit um, right before you go in the game. If you're sitting in the bleachers, Murphy's out, out in the bleachers is a great spot to hit up before the game. Um, but yeah, def- definitely do the whole neighborhood scene before the game because it, it, there's nothing else like it in sports. Your favorite cub of all time. Favorite cub of all time. Is that too hard. That's that's hard. Um, Give me like the power. In Give me I, who's I, the
1: family feed board.
2: Uh, Kerry Wood is up there for sure. Just because of what he did in 98 with the 20 strikeouts. I mean, he, he gave us hope for the first time in a long time. Um, going back a little further like my, my younger days, it was probably Mark grace. Mm. Um, I was also a Girardi fan back in those days, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> he was as, catch the coach? catcher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's on the board. Um, but, (laughs) but Wood Wood and Grace would be up there. Um, Pryor was there, an unfortunate turn of events in that career.
1: Is Dusty Baker on the board or you don't, you're, you're mad at Dusty Baker.
2: Yeah, not, not a, not a huge Dusty fan.
1: Oh, fans hate Dusty Baker. You guys love him (laughs) so much. Uh, who who do you dislike more, Dusty Baker or Bartman?
2: Uh, Dusty. Do you forget Bartman? (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I just, I put myself in that situation. Uh, I, I don't know that in that moment, probably a couple beverages deep, that I would have had the, the awareness to pull my hands in so Moises could try to make a leaping catch over the foul left field wall. Like, yeah, I, I don't blame Bartman. Yeah, But it's talk, talk about crushing defeats. Yeah, 3 was uh, not, not a high time. Yeah,
1: I don't mean a victory lap, but the Marlins fan here. I was a one-time Marlins fan. I've <laughs> since, I've since uh, disowned them. We're no longer going out. that was <laughs> so we break up. But at the time, I was a big uh, Marlins fan. So, uh, you know, uh, that that was a, a lot of fun. And that was even game seven. That was game six, wasn't it? I believe it was game yeah, six. It was, it was game six. <clears throat> and your boy, Kerry and Wood, did it three-one homer, I believe, we, was in game seven. I remember correctly. He did, and
2: I, I thought we were still okay. And it didn't turn <laughs> out to be so.
1: <laughs> well, you guys got there eventually soon enough. Against the oh man, who'd you guys beat in the World Series? It's Cleveland. There you go. All right, we have that in common too. Is the Marlins beat Cleveland ninety seven? Good times for sure. Um, Other, how about the Bulls? I mean, I'm assuming Jordan's your guy. You probably it's the perfect age. He's your wheelhouse guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't grow up near Chicago in the '90s and and not know live and breathe jordan <laughs> did you go so, check yeah, out any yeah. games
1: you would get a chance to watch them play when you're younger right? um
2: when i was younger not not a lot i believe i went once or twice never sat very close or had great seats or anything
1: the current bulls are we are we excited about this regime <laughs>
2: uh, i'm not a huge nba fan okay. um, i do i i follow them a little bit but uh i think it, it was way past time for a front office change so excited about what they're doing there but yeah, just I haven't been haven't even really followed it closely since since probably the rose days. What's the nicest thing you can say about Mitch Trubisky? <sighs> <laughs> that, that you know I guess there's hope uh the, po- the 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 pedigree the the measurables all that is there. He can uh-huh. move, he's got an arm. Uh I I hope he figures it out. Uh he's got us in an awkward position now that we've declined the option um so i think he's got about 2 3 games to figure it out and then it's going to be the full show from there if if it doesn't happen yeah
1: you uh you don't sound bullish you sound more bearish if i'm hearing you correctly i
2: have i have hope so um i, I would like to see him figure it out obviously with the capital that we've invested in in him uh number 2 overall ball pick after moving up in the draft uh for for the front office, that they're, I think they're really hoping that he figures it out too. So maybe, the, maybe the leash is longer than two or three games. But just from from what's being said around the media and all of that, it doesn't sound like. I mean, a lot of people are saying that Foles is going to start from the get go. I, I don't see that happening just because of of the capital that they have invested in Trubisky. They really want it to work
0: out.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And yeah, uh, you know, like you said, the pedigree as well too. And Foles. You know, I don't want to say he's a one-hit wonder or a three-hit wonder, however you want to phrase it. But I mean, I, he basically hit. I, I think he already hit his upside. You know, yeah, perfectly fine backup, I suppose. You said you're in Oklahoma now. I am. Yep. What's it like living in Oklahoma? I don't think I well. I've driven through. Uh, I've never really been.
2: Well, I'm I'm in Norman, where the University of Oklahoma is. So uh-huh. uh, I've I've been treated to some great quarterback play here in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I've I got to go see uh, Baker. And uh, Kyler Murray play. I, I did not make a Hertz game last year, but, but uh, definitely saw those two up-and-comers.
1: What's it like tailgating before a game in Oklahoma? I'm assuming you're tailgating?
2: Yeah. Um, it, it's typical. I, I wouldn't say it's, um, you know, a, a top-level experience to, to some of the other. I mean, I've been to, to Notre Dame um, and University of Texas games. I, I would put those probably slightly higher, but uh, it's a good scene. Are you rooting for Notre Dame
1: where it's like a neutral site? You just want to go check out the game because it's Notre Dame or what, what brings you there?
2: Yeah. I mean, just, just close to where I grew up. It was actually, uh, 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 my first boss uh, had season tickets to Notre Dame and invited me out for a weekend. So that was, that was a good time.
1: Yeah. That works out pretty good. A yeah. <laughs> uh, couple of your favorites thing we talk about your, how about your favorite, uh, well, I guess your favorite cubby is your favorite cubby, your favorite athlete as well. Do you
2: have one? Um, yeah, I mean, current favorite ab- athlete uh, probably Javi Baez or Chris Bryant. Yeah, um, huge Bears fan too, so I, I really want Trubisky to get there. But like you said, I'm a, a <laughs> little bit. Um, a big, big fan of the defense. Obviously, loving what what Mac and the boys do. Um, I think they made some nice upgrades. The pass rush should be insane with the addition of of Quinn this year. Um, so definitely looking forward to the Bears defense and what they can do um, as far as athletes outside of who I have a like a, a rooting interest in
1: whoever made you money I, in DFS that night that's exa- exactly <laughs> right
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know some guys when they have a big hit they like to buy the jersey of the guy that's like his a you know whoever crushed that evening for whatever reason but uh, yeah it's I have no loyalties either Like for the most part like whoever hooks me up that night you're my guy
2: you know, exactly yeah
1: so that how that works uh favorite
2: movie um not a huge movie guy I mean I I watch movies obviously but I don't I'm not a, like a passionate fan or anything um you got a tv show per, yeah no I, I mean when my tv's on it's it's sports usually okay uh, if I I mean like huge into like dark knight was a great movie oh yeah uh, I mean, just the performance from Heath Ledger was was incredible. Um, like a comedy, like Wedding Crashers uh, or Old School, I would say would All right. kind That's of be a my lane. Song, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's pretty solid. That'll resonate with the people for sure. Uh, what else do I have here as far as my lists and your favorites? Uh, but in Oklahoma, you, you, you barbecue a lot, right? Isn't that a thing? Might be um. Yes. Yeah.
2: No, uh I live in an apartment so it's it's tough to uh to get out and do a lot of that but uh, Have you been able yeah, to get out that, much that, that, in
1: Oklahoma? Like, I mean I'm, I'm a, everything state by state. What are they doing right now as far as the regulations? Can you wander out uh, much?
2: Yeah, I mean it, you're pretty free to do whatever. Now, uh restaurants are still closed and things like that, but I would say uh in perspective of like the country, Oklahoma didn't didn't have it too bad and uh really see things opening up pretty soon.
1: All right. Uh, I'm gonna have you say. I would have you tell the people what your Twitter account is. Your new Twitter account, because <laughs> I don't have many followers. You have. I think again, we're pretty sure you're at zero tweets, which I which I enjoy. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll become a follower. I'll follow you in a second. But uh, Thanks, yeah, tell the people. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> tell the people what your Twitter account is, and again, reiterate. Uh, you'll be doing content here for RG. We're not exactly sure what uh, if it's going to be written, if it's going to be video, if it's going to be audio but uh, you're on the RG team. If nothing else, uh, anything else you want to tell the people feel free to get it out there and uh, tell the world, and the, you know, the, this is your big welcome party.
2: Thank you. Um, yeah. So you can follow me at ice eight, one, nine DFS, EYS eight, one, nine DFS. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've never been active on Twitter. Um, I did have an account previously where I followed everybody just for information and all that, but uh with this new step, I, I figured I—I I mean, I literally have never sent a tweet, so that, thats not <laughs> correct. Even with the old account, do you feel the pressure to make it good, or it's just hello,
1: hi, Twitter? Yeah,
2: yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'll—I can. It'll still be primarily for information. Uh. Uh. But yeah, just just decided to to create something new and, and start over with this this new step with rotor grinders, and you know, didn't have much of a following anyway before this, so let's start fresh. <laughs> We're getting played off by a lawnmower or something in the background. I'm not sure if that's on
1: my end or your end. Can you hear a lawnmower of some sort? I,
2: I, yeah, I think they're doing some yard <laughs> work outside there.
1: <laughs> that's telling us we got to wrap up, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, uh, that's Keith Eister. I must appreciate your time. Again, welcome to Rotor Gunners. Look forward to your content here. Thank you, everybody out there for listening in the Morning Grind. That was Keith. I was Dean. We're out of here. oh